Sometimes we just don't get what we ask for. That is, until we do. Hi, I'm Sherry Honeycutt, and I'm so excited about my brand new podcast, A Well-Designed Life, where my plan is to share with you tips for creating the beautiful life that you've always intended. I promise you that what you gain from this 10 to 15 minutes or so with me will work faster than therapy, be more permanent than plastic surgery, be way healthier than booze, and be more satisfying than a mindless shopping trip at Target. On this podcast, we're going to chat about ways to design your beautiful life, both inside and out. You can learn more about me at SherryHoneyCut.com. I spell it weird, C-H-E-R-I-H-O-N-E-Y-C-U-T-T, or you can click below. So grab a cup of coffee or tea and let's get started clearing your mind, clearing your clutter, and clearing a path to the life you always intended. So in this first podcast, I'm going to talk with you about my new adventure called Life by Design. I'm so excited. But more importantly, I'm going to talk about listening to inspiration when it shows up, about allowing ourselves to change our mind and head into a new direction when our life just isn't working. About five years ago, I did something pretty major. Maybe maybe it was actually pretty stupid. I'm not sure. But I was looking to shake things up. And so I took all my business marketing materials to the dump. I had been a motivational speaker and a coach for over 15 years. My brand was boom thinking, helping people break out of old mindsets. And I called myself the dynamite motivational speaker. It's kind of clever. But you know, it just wasn't working for me. I did not feel like a dynamite anything. So off to the dump I went. But in truth, I had been restless for some time. I had been working so hard and not getting the results I wanted. I was so frazzled. Before my trip to the dump, I'd been trying to wake myself up and stir the pot. I went to a bunch of those, you know, become a millionaire speaker-ish kind of workshops and conferences. I went to one after another, hoping that it would light a fire under my fanny and in my heart. I'd listen to the speaker and I would drink whatever their brand of Kool-Aid was, but I'd come home and I would be so exhausted and more weary than, than when I'd left, when I'd actually gone. I knew a lot about building a business, but y'all, it wasn't working for me. It didn't, the business I was trying to build just wasn't making my heart sing, I guess. I was spending bukus of money and energy on conferences, and then I was doing business coaching and mastermind groups, you name it, I did it. But none of them, none of those things that I did could make up for the lack of passion in my heart or for the burnout I was feeling. None of those could get me over this hump of being so exhausted. And when I'd be at home and I would be, you know, set my goals and okay, you're going to make sales calls. All I'd want to do was eat Oreos and take a nap. I found every excuse to go to Lowe's every afternoon to keep from doing the work that needed to be done. Also at the same time, kind of a sidebar here, I was watching a side of the coaching industry that just didn't just didn't work for me. It was a side that was focused more on making money and selling bigger products and kind of actually taking advantage of some really vulnerable people, myself included, and and selling you bigger and more, you know, all these high priced things. I just didn't really want to be a part of that tribe. 
And so I, you know, I couldn't really articulate it at the time, but this sort of added to this sense of overwhelm for me, a sense of burnout, actually, because y'all, I was mentally and spiritually toast. And then there came a time when I became painfully aware, painfully aware that just maybe I should be doing something else. But you know what? My ego, she would not let go. She kept saying, you just got to work harder or just bide your time. Or how about going to another seminar? But you know, gosh, about three in the morning is when, when truth would come up. I'd wake up and about three in the morning, I would acknowledge sometimes that really small little voice that said, eh, maybe you should throw in the towel. But during the daytime, I just wasn't brave enough to do it. I just wasn't brave enough to do it. So I kept working hard. I kept doing all the businessy stuff and I was tackling my demons and I was writing things and making sales calls. I was also at the same time raising two kids with disabilities in the throes of adolescence as a single mom. A lot was going on for me. And then there came a point where I was sitting on this fence or sitting in this stew of discomfort or this fence of indecision that I had to do something. And so I thought, okay, let me think of something super duper bold, some grand gesture to God that I could do that would then force the hand of the universe to give me some clarity. I was doing all this kind of bargaining. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take everything to the dump. That's pretty grand. That's a pretty grand gesture. So all alone on a Tuesday, telling no one what I was going to do, I drug my reluctant fanny to the dump and pretty unceremoniously actually tossed thousands of dollars worth of materials onto that stinky pile at the bottom. I tossed a lot of stuff. I tossed, and it wasn't just money. It was, it was hours of blood, sweat, and tears. There lying at the bottom of that bin was part of my identity, was probably my whole identity and even some pieces of my soul. And then I'm like, okay, I turned to the heavens and I waited for a sign. Give me a clue. What am I supposed to do now? I did this big grand thing. You know what? I heard nothing. Man, I wanted some clarity. I wanted some sliver of insight, just some kind of relief. I got nothing, nothing, nothing. I would perk my ears up. I mean, seriously, I sat there going, okay, now what? And I went home, I drove back home, I was sad, I was deflated, I was second guessing myself and oh my gosh, I'm like, could I go back? Can I go back and climb down in the bin and get the slimy stuff off all the things that I threw in there and could I start over? Maybe I made a mistake, but I couldn't, obviously. You know what? For four years, I heard nothing for four years, or at least, at least I thought I was hearing nothing. And I would say to folks, I said, I'm hearing nothing. All I hear is crickets, crickets. I'm just hearing crickets. I hear nothing. It's complete silence. And the irony of the thing is, is that I was this motivational speaker and the coach that was committed. I was so committed to helping people get unstuck. And I was so stuck myself. And that I did a double whammy. I just felt so duplicitous and so frustrated. But I stayed stuck for a long, long time. Okay, now the good news. Fast forward, and now everything has started to break open. I know it was still four years. This makes me crazy, but it started to break open. And things began to shift, and they began to come into focus and fall into place. 
not in the miracle-like way that I wanted, not with the skies opening up and angels singing, not on my timeline, not, not the way I wanted it, but they did break open. I didn't get some booming declaration, which obviously that's my personality. That's what I wanted. Instead, I got these unmistakable whispers of inspiration and encouragement and direction. So here's the deal. I actually was getting clarity all along the way. I was getting answers and suggestions and insights the whole time. And finally, they reached critical mass, they reached their tipping points, and they came into focus. And I didn't have crickets anymore. Which brings me to present day. Like I said, I've come back to coaching. I've returned to my roots of helping people, women primarily, have a life they really, really love. I call it life by design because I want people to design the life they really want. My focus is helping people clear their mind, clear their clutter, and clear a path to the life they always intended. That was just my tagline. And I'll, I'll come back to this about what that means here in just a minute. But let's go back to my story. So those years of being stuck, you know, when I was professionally constipated, Truth be told, they were actually some of my most happy. I discovered that one of my dearest friends, Mark, also happened to be the man of my dreams. So I married him and we began to live the most beautiful life imaginable. While I felt intense stuckness in my work, other things were working. I married Mark. We bought a beautiful home. My kids made it through adolescence. I did not end up in jail in an orange jumpsuit or in a white straitjacket. I was also getting these little insights, like I said, all along the way. I was taking steps to create my own beautiful life. And those steps were revealing themselves to me on how to do just that. In all my stuckness, I was almost unbeknownst to me crafting this ideal life. And so I was taking stock of what I wanted more of, what I wanted less of, what thoughts and feelings needed to be tweaked, what I needed to practice and bring to the forefront. All those things were coming to me. And simply put, that's what my coaching practice is all about. Helping women do the exact same thing. Of course, everybody's life will be different. Our definitions of clutter will be different. The outcomes we want will be different. But I believe we all can have much more of our ideal lives than we ever thought possible. I hope and I think I've come back to coaching a much wiser and committed woman. And it's from this perspective that I've created and showing up to life by design. So back to my tagline, what exactly do I mean by clear your mind, clear your clutter and clear a path to the life you always intended? Well, that's actually a huge question and one in which I'll be exploring every week on this podcast and in all of my writing. But in short, it's about having only those thoughts and feelings as well as possessions and experiences that serve our higher good. That we stop tolerating drains on our energy. We stop putting up with toxic environments and situations and people. That we cultivate a life that is primarily filled with things that bring us joy. We clear away the things that are blocking us from being and having the life we truly, really crave. So I hope we'll stay in touch. I hope you'll use this podcast to get new ideas or even work with me as a coach if you feel led to do that. That's my real hope for you, that Life by Design is here to help you live the life that you want. 
But before I end this podcast, let me say something about crickets. I think I told you that I would say, oh, I'm only hearing crickets. I'm only hearing crickets. And I had one friend say to me one time, you know, crickets really aren't quiet. They're very, very loud, actually. So I did a little bit of research and I went on to whatismyspiritualanimal.com. And this is what I got from it. It says when cricket and grasshopper chooses to be your spirit animal, you better be ready for some new awakenings and big leaps of faith that cricket and grasshopper appear to let you know that now is the time to sharpen and believe in your intuition. Spot on, wouldn't you say? Thank you so much for taking time to listen. I hope you found a pearl of wisdom or something that you can do right now to help you create a more beautiful life. If this podcast had brought you something positive, I'd love for you to subscribe or leave me a comment or a like. And feel free to share this. I love to be passed around. And to stay up with what's happening at Life by Design, you can go to my website, sherryhoneycut.com. I've got some free gifts there. But most importantly, I want you to remember, you can have a beautiful life. You just have to clear your mind, clear your clutter, so you can clear a path to the life you always intended. Until next time.